In this episode of KFB3 on GP Core Content, we're going to talk about kid emergencies. Uh, let's start with the features of the SICK Intrant Undifferentiated. Key features are they're inactive, still, uninterested, increased respirate, noisy breathing, increased work of breath or the absence of those signs, tachycardia, sunken eyes, cool, pale skin, cold extremities, drowsiness, poor for perfusion. Investigation of the sick child should be full blood count all less than three months, full blood count all less than four weeks, doctor uncertain risk factors, CRP, those are antibiotics or doctor uncertain, ESR, LP if you're suspecting meningitis, have a convulsion in a febrile child, have a PUO or drowsiness, they're less than six months old, or with prolonged convulsions or a postictal period, greater than 30 minutes. You're an MCS and chest X-ray. So indications for an LP in a sick child are as if you suspect meningitis, have a convulsion in a febrile child, um, plus PUO or drowsiness, in the less than six months. Have prolonged convulsion in a post-ductal period, more than 30 minutes. <coughs> You're an MCS if you suspect UCI and chest X-ray to allow if you have significant respiratory tract signs and symptoms. Um, management of a swallowed foreign body is to manage conservatively and x-ray all children. Watch for passage of the foreign bodies in the stool. If not passed, then x-ray in a week. And if present more than a mon mon one month, then remove that laparotomy. Management of seizure in children is to maintain an airway, lie on side in the recovery position, have oxygen at 8 litres, you can do buckle medaz at 2 megs, check blood sugars, um, check blood sugars. Risk factors for SIDS include having a child in the prone sleeping position, having smothered airways, artificial feeding, passive smoking, hypothermia, extreme prematurity, Parenteral narcotic abuse or any intercurrent viral infections. To prevent SIDS, you want to have the baby sleep on their back with the head uncovered at the end of the bed. No smoking, no overheating and nothing else in the cot. Uh, so common features with reasonable risk. Uh, a, B, C, A, poor arousal, alertness and activity. B, any breathing difficulty or C, poor circulation. Anything with fluids in, less than half normal in 24 hours, or fluids out, less than four wet nappies in 24 hours. Uncommon features with high risk requiring urgent referral in children are respiratory symptoms like apnea, central cyanosis, or respiratory grunt. GIT, persistent bile stain vomiting, mass more than two centimeters with significant fecal blood. CNS convulsions and skin particular rash. The causes of collapse in children are many, but they include anaphylaxis or asphyxia, any airway obstruction like asthma, epiglottitis, croup in health foreign body, CNS disorders, convulsions, meningitis, encephalitis, and head injuries, severe infection such as gastroenteritis, resulting in dehydration or sepsis or myocarditis, hypovolemia, so dehydration or blood loss. Cardiac failure such as arrhythmias or cardiomyopathy, 
metabolic disorders like acidosis, hypoglycemia, and hyponatremia, poisoning, drug ingestion, and remination, SIDS, like a near miss, or any functional collapses such as breath holding or conversion syndrome, or vasovagals. Initial basic management of the collapsed child includes laying them on their side, sucking out their mouth and nasopharynx, doing some rescue breaths, uh, intubating and ventilating if you need it and you can, giving oxygen, passing a nasogastric tube, so if they're age 0 to 3 using a 12 French gauge, or age 4 to 10 using a 14 French gauge. IV bloods, IV glucose and oximetry. The way to calculate an ETT tube for kids in millimetres is to age on 4 plus 4. And that will give you the millimetre. Age on 4, all over, plus 4. Or the size of the little finger, or the size of the nares. Drugs that can be administered through the ETT, the acronym for that is nasals. So that's naloxone, atropine, salbutamol, adrenaline, lignocaine and surfactant. When you're defibrillating a child, the energy for defib is 2 joules per kilo for the first shock, 4 joules per kilo for subsequent shocks. There are some drugs when ingested that aren't absorbed by activated charcoal and they include acids, alcohol, alkalis, bromides, cyanide, iodine, iron, lithium and heavy metals. Uh, so management of poisoning, the overview is identify the poison, do ABCD. Dilute the poison. Do the gastric lavage if it's safe. Use activated charcoal if safe. You can use conservative management, administer an antidote, and treat complications. So to do a gastric lavage, you want to do within 60 minutes. Um, or do if there's serious poisoning if the child already intubated. So child on the left side, bed head down, or a gastric tube. They're less than 2, use a 14 gauge, 2 to 4, 18 French gauge, 5 to 12, 22 French gauge, greater than 12, 30 French gauge. Check in stomach, instill 100 milliliters of Luke tap water and drain into bucket after a brief pause. Use 3 liters overall and restrict the volume to 40 liters per kilo of overall lavage. Contraindications to gastric lavage include being stuporous or comatose, absent gag reflexes, ingestion of corrosives such as acid or alkali, or ingestions of hydrocarbons or petrochemicals. Um, management of swallowed foreign body, we said that before. Uh, if it passes the stomach, it will generally pass through. Exceptions are large coins, which you should watch carefully for, and hair clips. You want to poop into a container and catch. If you haven't found the foreign body uh, in a week, then x-ray. But if it's a button, button battery, you want it out in six hours. The pathology of febrile convulsions is that they're recurrent in 50%. Epilepsy occurs in 3% of febrile convulsions. Uh, the normal age ranges for febrile convulsions are six months to five years, and they're rare outside these ages. Management of febrile convulsions is to undress and cool. Oxygen at 8 litres a minute, maintain the airway. Midaz or diaz, or buckle midaz at 2 to, f 2 to 5 megs. I am midaz, 0.2 megs per keg. And paracetamol at 15 megs per keg. 
treatment for suspected meningitis is blood culture, 10 megs per keg normal saline, dexamethasone, 0.15 megs per keg up to 10 megs IV, keftraxone, 100 megs per keg up to 4 grams IV stat, admit to hospital and treat contacts who live in the house under 2, have kissed the patient in the last 10 days or attended the same daycare centre. Meningococcal prophylaxis for these contacts include having keftraxone 1 gram IM daily for 2 days, ciprofloxacin 500 megs as a single dose. Let's so move on to epiglottitis. Uh, the features of examined epiglottitis are that you have uh, a child sitting still uh, with fever, soft voice, uh, soft strata with a sonorous expiratory component. Uh, they'll keep the head still and the eyes will follow you around the room. If you were to examine the throat and you don't, you would see a rolling cherry red epiglottis. Things that can look like it are tonsillitis, infectious mono, or bacterial tracheitis. Management of epiglottitis, the first most important step is to transport to a nearby hospital. Um, you want to consider doing nasotracheal intubation. Basically, you want to transport with a mother with a kid on the knee. Um, keep the child calm in this transport. If they deteriorate, give 100% oxygen by mask, and most of the times you can bag and mask, and it's okay. Um... And in hospital, you can consider intubation, nasotracheal intubation, getting an IV in, and you want to use kefotaxime, 75 megs per keg per day, or keftraxone, 25 megs per keg, up to one gram daily. Grades of croup, several grades of croup. So grade one is strider at rest, without retractions or respiratory distress, but you do have a barking cough. Grade 2 is strider at rest with sternal and chest wall retractions. Grade 3 is marked respiratory distress, indicated by irritability, pallor, cyanosis, tachycardia, and exhaustion. Management of grade 1 croup is to manage at home with no signs of grades 2 or 3. Keep the child relaxed and use oral dexamethasone, 0.15 megs per keg. Management of grade 2 croup is to admit to hospital, give cool humidified air, dexamethasone 0.6 megs per keg, or prednisone at, I'm going to say 1 meg per keg, budenicide 100 mics, or you can use nebulized adrenaline. A management grade 3 croup is to nurse in intensive care, give oxygen, give nebulized adrenaline 1 in 1000, dexamethasone 0.2 megs per keg IV, and consider ETT. Moving on to bronchiolitis, the features of history and exam are that you have prodromal symptoms for 48 hours of ERTI, uh, irritating cough, wheezy breathing, often distressed, hyperinflated chest that's barrel shaped and usually with subcostal recession. Features of exam are that you have a widespread fine inspiratory crackles and frequent expiratory wheezes. Management of bronchiolitis is minimal handling, OBS, Maintain oxygen sats greater than 90% and give fluids IV or nasogastric.
Uh, and management of severe asthma is inhaled salbutamol, 4 to 8 puffs from a spacer. You can use continuous nebulized salbutamol, 0.5% via mask. Oxygen at 6 litres per minute. Give an IV infusion of salbutamol, 5 megs per keg per minute. And give hydrocort, 4 megs per keg IV stat, then 6 hourly. Uh, moving on to heart failure in infants. The features of heart failure are fatigue, dyspnea, poor feeding, failure to thrive, tachycardia, cardiomegaly, gallop rhythm, fine basal creps, and hepatomegaly. The causes of heart failure in infants include congenital VSD, cardiomyopathy, tachyarrhythmias, or post-procedural myocardial dysfunction. Management of heart failure in infants is to admit to hospital where they'll consider things such as diuretics, ACE inhibitors, CPAP, ECG, chest x-ray, and echo. The features of history in aspirated foreign bodies, this is the inhaled versus the previous discussion of swallowed, yeah, that you have persistent coughing or wheezing, history of maybe inhaled a toy, or sudden onset of wheezing in a toddler with no history of allergy. Features of exam would include reduced or absent breath sounds over part or whole of the lung and presence of a wheeze. The investigations in inhaled foreign body are to do a chest x-ray to exclude lung collapse or hyperinflated areas. First aid management of aspirated foreign body is to cough it out, do a finger sweep. You can do back blows, chest thrusts, Heimlich maneuver with caution, remove the foreign body with forceps. Uh, consider tracheotomy or cricothyroidotomy you know, if you've got an occlusion and we can consider referring to bronchoscopy for removal if needed. The management of anaphylaxis in children is oxygen 6 litres, adrenaline 0.01 megs per keg IM, nebulised salbutamol and an IV bolus of 10 to 20 megs per keg. Management of status epilepticus is midaz, 0.1 to 0.2 megs per keg via any route. Diaz, 0.5 megs per keg PR or phenytoin, 15 megs per keg IV over 15, over 20 minutes. Uh, moving on to drowning. Uh, so management of drowning is to oxygenate and eight and ventilate. Uh, ETT, nasogastric tube to decompress the stomach, give IV fluids, consider an IV dopamine infusion at 5 megs per keg per minute, mannitol, 0.5 megs per keg IV if there's cerebral edema, correct any electrolyte disturbances and consider prophylactic penicillin. Uh, going back to SIDS, even though we just talked about it, the risk factors are what we talked about. So prone sleeping position, smothered airways, any artificial feeding, passive smoking exposure, hyperthermia, extreme prematurity, parenteral narcotics, and intercurrent viral infections. Advice on presenting, preventing SIDS is for baby to sleep on the back with a head uncovered, breastfeed, no cigarette exposure, no overheating. Bed coverings like adults, but nothing else more extreme than that. 
features of reactions to bereaved parents are that there'll be hostility to the GP possibly, they'll hear the baby cry, they'll have distressing dreams, they might have some guilt, self-blame, parents will develop their own psychiatric issues and they may have to go through all the stages of bereavement. The immediate management of SIDS is to allow the parents to see or hold the baby, give explanations including reasons for coroner's inquiry, provide bereavement counselling, early contact with counsellors, contact SIDS support group, hypnotic use but limited short duration, notify the coroner and discuss lactation suppression. And the way to do that is with cabergoline, one milligram stat, or you can express with reduced frequency. So just in terms of triads, you have fever, drooling, and stridal in a child, that's epiglottitis. Um, less than 12 months, drowsy, cough, wheeze, bronchiolitis. Erdy and a brassy cough and inspiratory stridal is croup. Coughing and wheezing and chest roll recession is asthma or aspirated foreign body. Drowsiness, fever, and a purpuric rash is meningococcal.